So they took maybe 20 bucks and an old watch? Mr. Manson, did you even take a swing? No. Could have taken her, Dad. Heard you had some excitement last night. I wish they'd have picked my place, you know? Why didn't you take him out? I was just trying to keep the damage to a minimum. Yeah, how's that working out for you? You okay? Because you don't look okay. There's a long dormant piece of me that so very badly wants out. What are you still doing here, old man? I'm gonna fuck you up. It's been a hell of a day. You can see that. For 12 years, I worked for some very dangerous people. Everybody get to the basement. What is happening? Don't call 911. I used to be what they call an auditor. The last guy anyone wants to see at their door. Because it meant you didn't have long to live. But I left it behind to start a family. I might have, uh overcorrected when you left you've abandoned a certain debt that needs repayment and your creditor is aware of your resurrection they came after my family they stole my kitty cat bracelet and you don't fucking do that Give me the goddamn kitty cat bracelet! You look like shit, Dad. You should see the other guys. Who the fuck are you? Me? I'm nobody. is a bitch What is up, Nerds Nation, and welcome back to the FN Nerds Podcast with the most dynamic duo in all of podcasting. I'm the Denizio, and sitting across from me is my man, Martin Moreno. What's up? How we doing? Good. Today, we are reviewing the Bob Odenkirk action film, Nobody. But before we get started, make sure you guys subscribe to the FN Nerds Podcast on all of our socials. And as always, check back each week as we upload more of that good good for you guys to listen to. We will be diving into spoilers here, so if you have not yet seen Nobody, go check it out and then come back to hear our thoughts. Nobody is now available on demand, guys, so if theaters are not open near you, you have access to check it out. The logline for Nobody reads, A bystander who intervenes to help a woman being harassed by a group of men becomes a target of a vengeful drug lord. The film is directed by Ilya Nyshuler, I hope I said that right, and stars Bob Odenkirk, Connie Nielsen, and Christopher Lloyd. Checking over on Rotten Tomatoes, Nobody holds a critic score of 82% and audience score of 94%. 
So, Martin, we have seen this movie twice. Yes, we have. We saw it once in theaters. Yes, we and did. And we also saw it again on demand. That we did. And starting off with our positives, mm-hmm. let's go into the action. The action, yes. The action scenes. The action scenes are good. Phenomenal. I don't know about phenomenal, but they were really good. They were really good. They were really good. I mean, good. like, if we go back to uh, the bus scene, the bus scene is by far the best scene in the whole movie. Probably. And it really sets the tone, too, of the movie. Yeah, for it sure. It definitely does. Yeah, it definitely has. Um, I would probably put it just like a tier below the John Wick um, action sequences. Yeah. Uh, but this one, but it also has its own unique style of action. You know, it's obviously an older dude um, yeah. who I'm sure in his heyday could have taken out all those thugs without getting touched. Yeah. You know, but obviously he's a little slower. He's a little older. He's a little past his prime, but he can still kick some ass. And yeah, I loved seeing um, Bob Odenkirk take hits, you know, like ground it a little bit, make it a little more authentic. Yeah. The, the fact that he was getting his ass kicked just as much as he was doing the ass kicking yeah. was pretty, was pretty awesome. And I think that's more in line with the character. I think, you mm-hmm. know, the Derek Cole sad, the writer who are the John Wick movies. I think it was a smart move on his part to really make it think like, all right, this is a dude who's been out of the game for a long time. He's obviously much older. Mm-hmm. Even though Keanu was out of the game for a couple of years, that's that's a boogeyman, you know? So like, Right, right. But I mean, even even in John Wick, they show Keanu getting his ass kicked a little bit. Uh, yeah. So I love that they, that they did the same here because like you said, it very much grounds the character a little mm-hmm. bit and makes him not seem like he's Superman. Right, you know exactly. What I mean? And it was good. It was yeah, great. It was really good. And we also got to see our boy, Daniel Bernhardt, yes. also involved in this. Who, who is, is just, one of my favorite people in Hollywood. Yep, yep. This, this guy has just become a staple in a lot of these action movies. Obviously, he's really good friends with um, Chad Stahelski and David Leach and obviously... And essentially the entire John Wick team. Yeah, I don't know if he's part of that whole uh, 87-11 stunt team that Stahelski and Leach uh, kind of formed, but he's in every one of their projects and it was just great seeing him here. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Also, uh, a lot of the, I guess, you know, in classic John Wick form, we also get a whole fucking action sequence inside of a house. Yes. As these guys are trying to come at him. Uh, Really nice work there. A lot of, I love how he uses like just different props to take out these guys, which is hysterical. One involving uh, the fucking tea kettle, which I love. Yeah, I don't understand how he generated enough torque to legit stab someone in the face <laughs> with a tea kettle, with a tea kettle. <laughs> um, but it was cool. Yeah, it was really it was awesome. Cool. And then the whole sequence at the very end as well. It's very much like, uh, it reminded me of, like the equalizer, but, uh, in, in general, that's all going back to the whole like home alone thing, just setting up like, like booby traps for all these guys to kind of come mm-hmm. and interact with. Cause they keep playing up as to why he wants the factory. And I guess that's why. Yeah. That's, that's pretty it much It can why. be his ultimate like death machine house. Well, I don't think he meant, I don't think he means for that to become that until, it Afterwards. becomes relevant as like, all right, now I need to use this for something. Right. You know? Uh, and then my other positive being Bob Odenkirk. I think he's really great here. He really, you know, he, you buy him as this character. You buy him that he could kick somebody's ass, which I think was a worry for some people going into it. It's like, how could Saul do this? But, you know, right off the bat, it's like, oh, no. Like, because Bob Odenkirk, even on Better Call Saul, like, he's very good at playing dark characters and dark roles. You know, like like especially from his days of Breaking Bad, but more so on Better Call Saul because that's way more dramatic. So seeing that, um, and if you're a fan of that, then you know that him coming into here, obviously the physicality of it, you know that the whole stunt team, everything, they're going to handle that right. But the idea of playing a very darker character with still a bit of a funny side, um, he does that in his sleep, man. He's And he's just awesome. Yeah, he was great. I definitely enjoyed his performance and I really liked him uh, in this because like you said, I, I, I don't watch Better Call Saul, but I know from Breaking Bad and some other films which have more of a comedic background to them, mm-hmm. like his roles. So this was like something a little different that I've seen from him, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and the movie is definitely has its its dark comedic moments. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing, which I know you really liked, the villain. The villain was probably, was by far my favorite part of the movie. Yes. Uh, Yulin Kets- Ketsnoff? 
You and Ke- Mother Russia, yeah. played by Alexei. <laughs> Mother Russia. <laughs> Why do I even bother? <laughs> yes, a, a name that I'm not going to butcher. Uh, but I, I love this dude, man. His his introduction is great. You know, like right off the bat, this car is like across the road. This dude just walks through traffic into his club. Uh, you know, grabs a drink, jumps up on stage, starts singing with with this with this girl on Tries stage, singing like Russian pop, some Russian pop song. You know, dancing all over the fucking place. Goes in the back room to meet his investor boys. They question like his like I don't know, man. I don't know. If, like I'm we're, we're seeing all this. You're up here singing and dancing. Like I don't know if we can really trust you. Dude grabs a fucking bottle, just goes after the biggest dude in the room and slices his throat. And is yeah, like, do you trust just me kills now? him in front yeah. of everyone and just like kills. Him. But yeah, I fantastic just, intro, man. I just love his whole. I just love everything about the character. Just how this this club owner who's kind of over everything also kind of wants out. Yeah, but I just love the uh, the Bruce Wayne Batman like the alter ego. It's just like this very flashy club owner who like sings and dances Russian pop and like just that that whole sequence when when he's like singing and dancing I yeah. fucking loved it was so good um and yeah I, I he for sure was the uh, the standout for me yeah, yeah definitely uh the other thing that I really dug was just like the world building you know again very much and and we assume that this was going to happen with Colstead like he did with John Wick it's a little less here like I feel like like eventually we'll get into some of of, of the negatives but uh, this feels like very much in the similar vein of John Wick, but it's not as uh, what's the right word I'm looking for here as I guess fleshed out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we get little snippets here. Like I love when he goes to see the barber who that one, I, f- I forget that actor's name, but he was obviously and he's been in a million movies. A this bunch guy. of shit. Yeah. A bunch of stuff. This dude never ages apparently. Yeah. Crazy. You know? um, but you know, he goes to see the barber. So there's this whole other world. And then you learn a little bit about his backstory. He was basically a cleaner for like the CIA or he says a three letter government organization. So yeah. we just assume it's the CIA or FBI just or, or FBI. Yeah. yeah. But he's DOD, basically, he's basically MD, a cleaner like, that the guy that they, he's an auditor. They call him to sort of clean up messes. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's also, uh, the conversations he has with RZA through like this fucking uh you know am like, fm radio old school old radio, school radio some yeah, stranger yeah. things bullshit because apparently Riz isn't hiding right yeah so uh yeah it, it's not necessarily like um for example john wick that's like a international underground group of like fucking assassins right the whole thing well, with the continental right so whereas to this he's more just like a government man right so it, like there's but however he does have like the weird tattoo which kind of indicates who he is yes so we don't know if maybe there's more of them if there were other auditors right. or you know like it, it doesn't like it does sort of i don't i, I wouldn't really say it world builds mm-hmm. but it kind of establishes yeah like that there's that there could potentially be something here because like i said it's not like a it's not like a international clan of assassins it's just like he, he was just working for the government right right yeah 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 that's it's that's actually a good point uh if they do do a sequel i would hope that they do kind of explore more of that though i would i think it would be more in the same similar vein of like john wick where essentially he i think i i think it would be kind of the same thing where he just essentially maybe wrong someone and right. it would just kind of keep going from there, would spiral, going from there, keep spiraling. Well, yeah. I, well, I also like how you said, like he could be like, you know, just and like, like that. There's a whole group of like auditors, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He's part of like this whole like organization within the government. Right. It's gonna stuff. be tricky because I don't. It would be yeah, tricky because I, I feel like that's um, it could it could you're running into potentially too much too similar to John Wick mm-hmm. or potentially getting repetitive. I mean, obviously, I'm not gonna like make any assumptions as to what could happen, but if there's a sequel. I think I could. I trust Colstead at this point to maybe make something 
to make something interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there was a sequel, would you want to see it? Yeah, absolutely. Or, or, or do you think this one wraps up enough where it's like that was good? I, I think either it. way. I think yeah. like this wraps up, and you know, and because we don't know who calls him at the end. Right, we don't know who calls it's, him at, it's the a, end. at the end. There's like a nun, when he's looking for a new house. There's an unknown number, so it could be like it could be now that he destroyed the op shack. He he probably wronged someone there. Like he destroyed someone's money. And now someone's out and for some, like, right. Event. So it's it's very easy to kind of really pick up. Right. Yeah. That's why I think I think that's one way. I think that to me would make more sense to sort of approach it in that sense mm-hmm. of how he essentially wronged someone for whatever he did with his um with his battle with Julian. And that's how the ramifications for the sequel could possibly play out. Right. I kind of don't want this whole notion of like, oh, there's an underground group of auditors. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's well, that's, like, that, that's way too much like John Wick. It's way right? too much yeah. like John Wick. And it's just like, yeah, at this point, I think it's better just like maybe just, just focus on this character and right. see like, you know, the ramifications, like the consequences of his actions. You right. Know? But, um, but if not, if this just wraps up the movie, then either way, I'm happy. Yeah. I really, I really, really like this movie. Um, I would definitely see more. So no matter what happens, like I'm, I'm, I'm happy either way. True, and and they also do kind of tease a little bit of his backstory as well, which is my next positive is Christopher Lloyd. Yes. I just love seeing Christopher Lloyd again, man. Me too. I haven't seen him. In, I can't remember the last time I saw him on screen. Wasn't he in? I know he had a cameo in A Million Ways to Die in the West. The, oh, that's right. He was in that, and then wasn't he also in Piranha? But that was a while ago. That was ago. a while ago, right? Yeah, he was, was, like, he was like nine or some yeah, shit. Yeah, like that was a yeah. while ago. He was, um, yeah, he was one of the again, like one of the crazy scientists. People. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get a little bit of a tease for Bob Odenkirk's character because obviously Christopher Lloyd, I guess, raised both him and RZA, and right. ensure, ensure that Christopher Lloyd's character was a former FBI agent. So maybe we can assume that the three-letter organization that Bob Odenkirk works for was the FBI. Right. You know, just in terms of like those ties. So we don't really know what the whole family dynamic is, but that could be something that they possibly could explore in a sequel. Yeah. Which I'd I mean, be down for. Yeah. Because it's, 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 in, there's enough there that I'm like, Oh, I want to see what's going on with this. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a wait and see game, but if they do do a sequel, I'll definitely be there. For sure. For sure. Uh, do you have any other positives that you want to touch on? Um, like we said, the action was great. Mm-hmm. I love the comedic tones to the film, even though it's, it's necessarily like a, a dark sort of action packed film. Yeah. They do have some really great comedic tones. Um, I thought the use of music was really great. Yeah, the music is really good. Yeah, it's a really, really good soundtrack. Yeah, really great soundtrack and used really well too. Yes. Um, I loved the Pat Benatar heartbreaker yeah. scene. <laughs> like that song was used so well for that. Uh, yeah. For that sequence. Um, but yeah, villain was great. Um, and yeah, all around there was a there was a lot to love about this movie. Definitely. Uh, going into some of the negatives. Yes. Uh, for me, even though I really do like um, Colstead's writing here, I think the script itself is a little undercooked. Now, I don't know if that's a case of them really like cutting this movie down and editing to try to get it like as lean as possible because I think it's only like 90 minutes. I think it's what it is. Yeah, I think and I think it, it feels too. I think definitely a second time around the pacing is very fast. The pacing is very fast. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it almost feels like there's a good like 20 minute chunk missing because especially in the beginning. Yeah, because yeah. well, first of all, we get that whole montage in the beginning which right off the bat, it's a little weird that we start off with this very quick cuts. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's really nothing to like establish us. We just go right into like this montage and it's just these really fast cuts. So yeah, it's a pretty little... much just like showing that he's now in this mundane like life. Yeah, yeah. like this is now the life that he has. Yeah. Even though he says that's what he wanted, like now he has it. It's right. like, it's maybe not, it's possibly not as appealing as he thought it was going to be. Exactly. And then, you know, we get this whole, like like that, that couple that breaks into his house that mm-hmm. kind of kicks off the whole movie really. And there's an interesting thing with his son as well, because his son obviously attacks them 
And, you know, Bob Odenkirk tells him, like, you know, to get off. And they have, like, this almost like they're, like, butting heads at the start of the movie. Mm-hmm. But there reaches a certain point where, you know, the Russians, you know, start to attack Bob Odenkirk. And he basically whisks his family off. So I think there's a lot left undone with uh, the diamond between him and his son. Because I feel like they were setting it up for something cool. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, possibly. You know? It reaches a certain point with, like, the whole thing with his family that where they're just kind of, like all right, we need to get to our third act. You guys are now off screen and we're just going to have our big action sequence. And that's yeah. kind of it. I just thought that like there was some moments like very, like the first act where the pacing was a little weird. It was a little fast. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, he goes from like, oh my God, it's 10 o'clock. It's 10 why? o'clock. Selling drugs, bro. Why is the ice cream man here? That's crazy, man. Go home. I it's know, right? Like, go home. It's just fucking 10 o'clock, bro. No kid uh, is up. Dude, this dude is definitely selling drugs. Yeah, I definitely felt like I definitely felt some of the pacing issues very early on, especially with what you're saying about his son and like their dynamic. They are they're obviously butting heads in the beginning, and then out of nowhere, it kind of gets a little cheerful and happy. Yeah, yeah. he's like, "Oh, let, let me cook lasagna," and right. like, "Let's take a trip to Italy." Like everything kind of starts like cranking up, and I guess it's because he was feeling himself more. Right, like, you know, he's like, "All right, I'm like, I'm back." So but, like, but that's why I mean, like, I feel like there's, there's, there's something yeah. missing. I'm, I'm sure when the fucking, when the fucking Blu-ray comes out, there's gonna be deleted scenes on there, and it's gonna be all stuff like that. Probably, yeah. You know? But, uh, but yeah, I had some issues with uh, the pacing in the first act. Um, I also had some issues with the third act. Um, I do, I loved all the, um, the Home Alone type of shit, yeah. like all the traps and everything like that. Yes. But I thought it got a little like insane. It got a little uh, bonkers. And unlike John Wick, when he's wearing the suit and you have those crazy moments, he's actually like getting shot and shit. Right. Whereas here, like Rizza gets shot like once. Right. And as much as I love Christopher Lloyd, I know he, can't, he is old. He, he can't move. And he can't, he can't move. move and like, and, and to, like yeah. those certain sequences like that, seeing him kind of like struggling to move, um, like takes you out of it a little bit. It does bit. take you out of it a yeah. little bit. I, I would definitely agree with you on that. Uh, the other thing too is is I don't know. I mean, this is this is just for me personally. I kind of was. I wanted Connie Nielsen to be, have like a larger part, and that could just be that I love her as um, you know Queen Hippolyta in the in the Wonder Woman movies. Um, but she's kind of like a, again part of that family where you know she obviously knows what he used to do. Like it's not like he was trying to keep it a secret from her, so mm-hmm. she understands. So I don't know if I wanted her to be a little bit more involved, but again, it reaches that certain point where the family just has to like fucking bounce, and she kind of also exits the movie too. More like uh, the guy in the chair. Yeah. But in this situation, be like the girl in the chair. Right. Exactly. I yeah. kind of wanted her to be like a little bit more involved in that in that aspect, but it's it's again just like one of those like yeah, because not necessarily someone who was in like who was also like a former agent no no just some chick that he just settled down with and he just told her everything right so like there's literally if it was a certain situation where she was a former agent then maybe she can you know like you know like do some computer shit or like you know um kill some people but um but yeah it was just like i that i didn't really mind um kanyelson's character I, i thought she was fine but um but it's like it's just like those were really kind of just my my negatives i thought the third act was a little over the top yeah um uh, I loved the uh, the kill though of the main villain taking him out. I thought it was a great oh, kill. Oh yeah, that was a great kill. With yeah, the for sure. with the with the landmine, and uh, and yeah, and I just I really liked you know just Colsad's writing. Even though we had some issues with it in terms of like the pacing and shit, like well, the guy's just like he's very creative, and I love I love what he does in the, in these sorts of films. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. And you know, knowing what we know in terms of uh, you know how how a movie gets made, you <laughs> yes. know what I mean. Uh, obviously. You know the the script. What Colstead usually writes isn't always going to translate to screen. You know what I mean. And I do believe that, you know, especially even going over it again, that a lot of this movie was whittled down to kind of really get like tight in terms of, like the pacing. Like I think it's a, I think I think it's one of those things where 
it's it plays to his strength and its weaknesses but the fact that it does move at such a brisk pace it doesn't overstay its welcome you know what i right. mean so when it's over i'm still satisfied mm-hmm. you know? yeah it, it, it's short but it's um but they told what they had to tell in those exactly minutes. yeah exactly. i mean it, it, like you know it might have been a little fast but they still got it through because i do think like after like yeah after like the like we just get to a point pretty much like after like you get to that big confrontation in in the bus pretty quickly and that's really pretty much where the movie kicks off that is really yeah that's where that's where like the whole kitty cat race and everything like that was like fun and everything but like you could have done that movie without that to be honest yeah it was weird that that kind of ended up going nowhere yeah it it was just more to like get him worked up that he didn't have to breathe so he goes out starts punching the wall right and he gets all worked up so then that way that's where he has the whole line of like when god closes the door he opens another one another one but i wonder if that also is is kind of a nice play on expectations Maybe you know, like you were mm-hmm. expecting them to be something more, and then it ends up being not. You know, yeah. But I just like it's it's one of those situations where like you know you could have like the whole metaphor of like closing and opening a door. Like just, there was a million ways that they could have. I know like, that. Yeah, exactly. That they could have figured out a way to get him triggered and mm-hmm. maybe you know help with the pacing issues. But that's just kind of like nitpicking and along those lines. But uh, but overall, I really enjoyed the movie. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, how would you score it? I would give it an eight point six. Eight point six. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm at an eight point one. Okay. Many point one. Really enjoyed it. Uh, thought it was a really solid action movie. Definitely in the vein of John Wick. I was really hoping that when he went to go dig for his money in the basement, when he opened up that that thing, I was really hoping to see some of those coins there. Yeah. Just to really tie it in. I thought some that would have been awesome. Coins. Just some continental coins. That would have been really cool. Uh, but yeah, man, it's it, it's really great. I definitely recommend all you guys to go check it out. Like I said, if you can see it in a the theater, definitely go see it in a the theater. But if not, it's now on demand. I think we watched it on Amazon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we saw it in theaters a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, for when sure. When it first came out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's also on my list to get when it comes out in 4K. I cannot wait. Yes. But uh, all right, guys. So that'll be it for our review of Nobody. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you follow us on all of our socials wherever you see that big, beautiful FN logo. And uh, yeah, man, that'll be it. See you guys later.